This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Lance Tanaka is the founder of Asia Executive Resources Limited, a Lance Tanaka group company that provides executive coaching for the best of the best global and local companies throughout Asia, Europe, and the United States. Lance, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. So you only coach the best of the best, huh? <laughs> That's a nice way to nice way to put it. Well, I mean, you you don't want to coach the worst of the worst, right? You want to coach the best of the best. <laughs> well, what I mean by the best of the best is uh, when I first started uh, started my company twenty years ago. What we wanted to do was focus on the top five, top four of companies within their sectors. So for for consulting, we work with the big three, accounting, we work with the big four, the top 10 auto, the top 10 investment banks, top 10 high tech, pharma, biotech companies. So that's what we really mean by the best of the best. I mean, we're very blessed. I am incredibly blessed. We have an amazing, amazing client list. You know, the more I study high performers, they are the best of the best. And I once heard from somebody I studied under, uh, Brendan Burchard, he, he said something that really to this day resonates with me. True experts are students first. In other words, the best of the best continue to get better. They don't get to a level and just say, okay, I'm here. I'm comfortable. I'm going to stick here. They continue to get better every day. Is that not true? Uh, that's true. Because when, when we look at uh, research for what do performers want? They want basically three things. They want to be developed, so they want to continually improve. They want to be recognized and appreciated, uh, but they also want to be challenged. And so they want to be stretched. They want to learn the new thing. They, it's interesting when I give performers feedback, you know, I, I start off with, here's what people like about you. Here are your strengths. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get to the bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> because they want to improve. Yeah. And what's interesting, there is a big difference between people who are striving to be a high performer and people who are just, I don't know, settling, just getting by. The people who want to be the best version of themselves constantly have this drive to be better. The other people are like, well, you know, this weekend I'm going to binge watch a TV show on Netflix or I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. And then, you know, a year or two, three years down the road, they look and the people who are high performers are way ahead of them and they're in the same place. And it all comes down to the choices they made. Now I'm not saying you can't binge watch a TV show or play video games with your friends, but I'm saying if that becomes your priority, well, when you look at high performers, that's not their priority. And that's why there's a big chasm between the two groups. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, uh, if we look at the, I, I wrote a book called stories from the top and one of the, one of the key challenges for everybody, uh, but what performers have, over, have been able to get control over is control. Mm. Uh, a lot of people feel like they're victims. I have no control over my schedule, my spouse, my family, my boss, you know, my key stakeholders. What performers have learned to do is, is what I call get a life. And that is to be able to set barriers, to identify, okay, I actually do have more control than I realize. And when you start changing that mindset, then, uh, yeah, of course, you're going to work long hours. And yes, you're going to get a lot of requests, but you're going to filter them and you know which ones are important, which ones aren't. 
uh, and that you're going to constantly act. You're going to move. And high performers don't play the blame game. They don't blame the government, the environment, the conditions. They don't blame people. I don't, I can't recall a single high performer that I have ever come across on social media or through books that got to where they are by blaming or making excuses. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I would say is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with complaining because you're identifying the truth or the reality of your situation. And yes, you may, you may have been dealt a bad hand of cards or you're in the wrong neighborhood or you didn't go to the right school or whatever. Nothing wrong with identifying that and being reality. But what performers then do is say, okay, that's a disadvantage. What am I going to do? How am I going to get around it? Or how am I going to further leverage my advantages? Uh, and, and I think that's the big difference between people who do end up gravitating, you know, upwards. Now you help leaders discover their purpose. A lot of people go through life and they go, I don't know what I'm here to do. And I'd like you to comment on two things. Number one, I like the way Kathy Lee Gifford wrote it in one of her books. She said, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. So I don't believe anyone's an accident on this planet. We all have a purpose. Now, I'm 56 years young. I didn't discover my purpose until I was fired from my job back in 2005. So let's talk to the person who's listening to this episode. And they're like, I, I don't know what I should be doing. I mean, I, I don't know. What would you tell that person? Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with the Kathy Lee uh, Gifford thing is we all have a purpose. And, and I, I know they're a Christian. I am. Uh, I believe that I've been blessed with certain gifts mm-hmm. or talents. You know, the, the, the one talent, two talent, yep. five talents to, to multiply. And when I, when I was 35, I was at that time, I was uh, in charge of Pepsi Tokyo. And, you know, great job and, uh, uh, you know, had power, money, whatever those things. But I realized that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. That wasn't my purpose. That's not why I was put on this earth. And so I started going through a self-discovery process. And, you know, I took every single assessment program I could take, (laughs) but I ended up, I ended up actually designing my own and it really worked really well. And it was basically this, identify my strengths and my passions. One is what we call elements Two, drill down. And here's where a lot of assessment programs, I think, fall is they're too general. They're saying, oh, you're really good with people. Well, how do I act on that? What what uh, what I designed is drill down, identify who, what, where, when for all those things. And then step three was, okay. now that I have a, a clearer sense of that, I need to put together a three month action plan and then a three day action plan. And gravitating for three months, which is a little longer term, down to three days is something that means I got to act now. There are things that I can do right now that will, uh, you know, that will bring more clarity and that will will allow me to leverage my gifting. I love that three month plan and three day plan. But one key word you said is action. I I was a member of a membership. Uh, that sounded kind of funny. I was a member of a membership a few years ago, and the coach would say, "What are your active actions for the next week?" And I love that phrase because you could take actions. Hey, yeah, turning the TV on and watching Netflix is 
action, but is it active? And she would make us give us active actions, but we just couldn't say anything. She'd go, "Mm, no, that's not active enough. Because her point was she wanted to push us into taking actions that are going to move us toward our goal. There's a big difference, as you know, between active actions and regular actions. And I love how you say there's a three-month plan. And then you reverse engineering that for a three-day plan. What needs to be done in the next three days? What needs to be done today? What needs to be done the next hour? A lot of people don't think that way. They're like, well, someday I'm going to write a book. Someday I'm going to create a course. Someday I'm going to start a podcast. Well, someday is never going to get here. You need to take actions. And it sounds like you're a big goal setter. I'm a big goal setter. I do. Uh, I follow Grant Cardone's 10X rules. And I write my 10X goals in my bullet journal every morning to remind myself and my subconscious mind, these are the goals I not want to, but I will achieve. And I I think most people don't even have goals. They think, well, if I make it to the weekend or if I make it to the end of the year, that's not a goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, The way I look at it is if you cannot put it in a calendar, it's not, Mm. you're not going to do it. And And if it's not measurable. Like one of my 10X goals is have a net worth of $100 million. It's pretty easy to know if I've hit that goal or not. Okay. It's not hard. Do you have a net worth of $100 million or don't you? It's kind of like being pregnant. Either you are or you aren't. One of my other goals is to to make a million dollars a month, every month for the rest of my life. That's very measurable. Okay. It's very specific. A million dollars every 30 days. Did I make it? Did I not make it? I'm, I'm a daily runner, as you probably know. My goal is to run a thousand miles every year. Either I ran a thousand miles, 999.9 miles isn't a thousand miles. So I think your goals need to be measurable. You can't have these vague goals because, well, they're not goals to begin with. Yeah, exactly. We have this uh, technique that we use to help people change habits. It's called NBTAM. M means you got to be motivated. If you're not motivated, you're not going to change. I don't care what happens. B are behaviors that are precise. Meaning, for you, for example, for you, you set a very precise behavior of running. And you said, it's got to be so many miles. That's a behavior I can measure whether I did it or I didn't do it. The T is timing that specific. I've got to be able to, again, put it on a calendar. A, it's got to be achievable. You can't set this tar- this target so high that it's just not going to happen. And then M, which to your point is measurable. You got to measure it. People do what you measure. Hey, you listening to the Mark Jachowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Mm. Well, I do, I do recommend people do a 10x goal that scares you or if you like jim collins in the book built the last the big harry audacious goals you need to come up with some really huge scary goals that right now in september of 2021 you're like there's no way this could happen because i think that motivates you when i think of having a net worth of a hundred million dollars and the number of people i could help with that kind of money it drives me now I don't have any illusions I'm going to make that this year or 2022 or 2025, but I think everyone needs to have at least one huge goal that's really like, I don't know how I'm ever going to achieve that. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, I, in fact, I think you need to have more than one. There's nothing wrong with having two or three. The key, when I was talking about habits, is what am I going to do today? Mm. And when you do that, because it's around action, you're going to have to set that target low to force yourself that you know you will do it day in, day out, or week in, week out. But yeah, you got to have that uh, that distant point <laughs> of saying, okay, I got to get there. Yeah, because you're right. If you're not doing things today, and you have a goal like I do to make a hundred million dollars and you're just going to be lazy today. Well, now you're offsetting that by another day. You have to do something every day. And you know, people who are non entrepreneurs who are in my life, they don't understand. Why do you work seven days a week? I said, well, first of all, it's not working. I love what I do. Okay. I love what I do. So it's not work for me. Number two, I'm also in it for the long game. When you are, trying to build your business and the brand on social media, you have to be in it for the long game. So I'm engaging on LinkedIn and on Instagram every single day. I'm not going to do a post today and become a hundred, it'd be a heck the millionaire tomorrow. It's not how it happens. You have to, first of all, well, Grant Cardone, I love how he says it. He says, you got a uh, obscurity problem. Nobody knows who you are. So first you have to come out from the clouds of obscurity. Then people go, oh, who's this Mark guy? Who's this Lance guy? Then we start building our brand. You have to be in it for the long haul. There's no such thing of being famous unless maybe you do something that's maybe, shall we say, inappropriate or not family friendly. <laughs> then maybe, you know, the people who are showing themselves scantily clothed, something like that. Yeah, then maybe you'll get instant fame. But are you going to get any money on it? Uh, one, of the, one of the sites I like to spend some time on, not consuming, but putting content out is TikTok. Now, TikTok is a very unusual app. You can, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you can go on TikTok. If you don't like the Biden administration, you can go on TikTok because they ban it in America. You can't talk about the communist government on TikTok, which is interesting. I only talk about productivity, so it doesn't affect me at all. But it's interesting, the two types of videos that go viral on TikTok are people who talk about the vaccine and dogs. And if you have a dog and a vaccine, the same video, you are massively viral. But the question is, okay, so you got a quadrillion views. Did you make any money? Did you get any clients? That's why I don't, these yeah. people are so excited about getting viral. But to me, it's all about getting clients and money. Yeah. Yeah. And an interesting point too, Mark, that uh, uh, you're saying for people who want to try to discover their purpose, there's one barrier that, that I think is very important for people to understand. People have this tendency when they're trying to figure out, oh, what's my purpose? Why am I here on this earth? They tend to go for what I call true north, which means the answer. This is it. This is the job. This is the place. This is exactly what it is. Uh, and the problem with trying to identify true north is number one is you may never figure it out. Two is what if you do get there and find out it's not what you want. But three, probably most important is that people don't take action because they're waiting to get what is true north before they move. So the difference, what we, what we work with people is don't worry about true north, worry about north. And so, meaning if you're moving 12 degrees northwest, you're still going north. If you're going 13 degrees a little east, you're still going north. And what we do is we help people understand or populate north. These are the things that I need to have in my life 
that will well, make me happy, fulfilled, purposeful. Uh, these are the important people, my health, my long-term plans, the kind of career I need to have. Uh, and then go through, and that's what we call the elements. And what I find most people have anywhere between seven and nine. I have nine. And I got to have these nine things in my life. It may not mean I'll have, you know, a level 10 of each one, but I, I can't ignore any of them. And so if you can identify what's in your north and then drill down to identify the specificity, who, what, where, when, you can now take that three-month, three-day action plan. And this so, is a very important concept. So just, I want to make sure I'm clear. I want to make sure the listener is clear. When you say element, you mean the who, what, where, and why, and when? Well, the who, what, where, when is the detail of the element. So it, it's what do I need to have in my life? It's, so it's really kind of a crossroads between your strengths, your passions, your experiences. I, to give you an example, one of my nine elements is I want to have impact. I've got to, I've got to help change a person, a team, an organization. And so that's really, really strong. I need to have that in my life. If I don't have that in my life, I'm, I'm, going to have a problem. But at the same time, I also have to have the right relationships and the health and the finances and all the other six, seven things. And I need to integrate them. Okay. Women are good at this. Men are, are terrible <laughs> at, at integrating. We men, we compartmentalize things. So yes. This is my business life and I'll be different in my personal life. Well, that just, that just doesn't work. You need to have this consistency. And so if you understand what's your elements in your north and the, the details of who, what, where, when, that now allows you to take action. Yeah, men are really good at compartmentalizing because we can work on this task and then we can shut the door and work on the next task. And my wife even comments, how do you do that? I said, I don't know, God, maybe this way. I can just <laughs> close the door and go in the next room and work on that finish it, go in the next room, close the door. And I don't know, I, I can't imagine not being able to compartmentalize. But a lot of people, I think the struggle with compartmentalize is their life is like an open plan, up open office plan. Okay. So there's no doors. There's only a six foot high, you know, the barriers between rooms. You can hear this guy on the phone and this guy's talking to another person. And what I encourage people to do is the best way to compartmentalize, in my opinion, as a productivity expert, is to, if you're going to read, put your phone on Do Not Disturb so you don't get any text messages and nobody can call you. If you're going to write a blog post, put your phone on Do Not Disturb. Now, my phone, is I'm not one of these people who say put your phone on Do Not Disturb all day. But if I'm going to be something where I have to focus, it does go on Do Not Disturb. And... I love having my iPhone because the iPhone, I don't know if Android has this or not, but on the iPhone, if you put your phone on Do Not Disturb, anybody who's in your favorites can get through to you, even if you're on Do Not Disturb. So I have elderly parents. They're on my favorites. So if something happens to them, they, they won't get blocked. But I encourage people to utilize Do Not Disturb when you need to focus because if you're trying to do something focused, and your phone's beeping or buzzing or ringing, you're not going to be able to work on the task. And so that's my biggest tip on how to compartmentalize. Yeah. Well, to me, I think there's a there's a, a difference between compartmentalizing and focus. I think what you're talking about there is the ability to focus and be able to figure out how to, to get those distractions, those extraneous things 
out so that it allows you to really focus in on what you're what you're really doing and what it sounds like is you're very good at focusing well i i I see your point but i also think that compartmentalization compartmentalization and focus can work hand in hand in other words yes i understand what most people think of compartmentalization they're they're talking about this topic and they're not worried about other things. But I think it does bleed over into the productivity focus world. I think it goes both ways. But I think what you're the, the point you're trying to make is the compartmentalization, not as a productivity uh, tactic. Right, right. It's more around how do I integrate my life? Okay. True point. True point. So the elements has me really thinking. I mean, I wrote that down and wrote what you said about it on here. And so you could say like, like you and I both Christians, one of my elements obviously is my faith. I mean, I, if I don't read the Bible in the morning, I don't do anything. I mean, that is my foundation. And so there's no wrong or right answer, correct? For coming up with your elements, everyone's elements are going to be completely different. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Well, yeah, uh, some will be different, but then there are always there's always this handful of ones that are everybody has relationships whether it's the Lord, your, your spouse, your, your, your family, friends, finance will always be in there and health will always be in there. Everybody, I've worked with thousands of people on this process, successful, a lot of them, and they all have those three. Now the other five or six, that's where the difference comes in. Where I was going is that everyone's element fingerprint is going to be different because yeah. they're going to have the, the the core three and other six. So it's going to be like your own unique fingerprint. So I encourage the listener to, again, gift yourself some quiet time. Go get a notebook. Don't do it on your phone. And just write down what you think your elements are. Because I think before you can start doing anything with these, you got to identify them. It's like you got to call the name out and... I, I encourage people to do that. Just just give yourself the gift of 30 or 45 minutes and say, well, what's really important to me? And I think that exercise alone would get people's minds to really open up. You agree? Absolutely. Uh, what, what we actually suggest is that, you know, if you could do 15 minutes every day for 20 days to sit down you know, compartmentalize, block out all that extraneous stuff and just really focus a quality 15 minutes and start writing. Don't judge it. Don't format it. Just write. Put it away. Next day, 15 minutes, take it out. Continue. And you've got to do that for 20 days. Because if you try to try to figure this out with one sitting, you know, take a couple hours. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a list, but it, it's it's limited. Because as you go through life, you'll start realizing, hey, I really enjoy doing this. And so then that that day you you add that to the list. And at the end of 20 days, you're going to have a pretty good list there. And then from there, you need to you know start trying to find themes and 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 groupings. And from there, that's where you can get to those nine. 
I, I love journaling. As I mentioned, I'm 56 and I've gone from print journals to electronic journals. Now I'm back to print journals and I love using my bullet journal because the bullet journal just has line, line pages on it. Right. And I can doodle in it. I can do whatever I want in it. But one of the tips I learned when I started doing the bullet journal method from Ryan Carroll is, is you print in your journal and he goes, this, you do this for two reasons. If you have poor handmanship, penmanship, then down the line, you can read it again. But number two, it forces you to slow down. See, a lot of people are writing real fast, but that's not the point. The point when you're journaling, whether you're journaling your elements or you're journaling about an experience you had today, is you want to slow down. We are in such a hurry in 2021 of go, 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 go. We're like the Tasmanian devil from the Bugs Bunny cartoon many years ago we got to slow down. And for me, I intentionally print in my bullet journal. So anybody could pick it up and read it, but more importantly, it slows me down. And I think you would agree me, agree with me on this, that we need to slow down instead of speed up in this day and age. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's yeah. You got to slow down to speed up or you got to take one step back to move three steps forward. And, and this whole thing of journaling or, or, you know, just really thinking is really important because I think we're losing that. Uh, one of the things that I see that when, when I'm working with these executives, one of the things that I see consistent across successful executives is they actually take time to think. Mm. You know, they close the door, shut off the lights, whatever it is, no phone calls, nothing in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And they say, okay, I just want to think deeply. Are we going the right direction? Are we really doing the right things that we, you know, that we should be doing and constantly kind of challenge, challenge things just because we've done it this way for the last 20 years doesn't mean it's going to work. And, and that thinking and sitting down and slowing down and getting out of the rat race is really, really important, not only for business, but uh, for your personal life. And I think if we were to go on a street in any major city in the, in the world and, and say, do you think sitting quietly and thinking for an hour is a waste of time? Most people would say yes, because you're not doing anything, but you are doing a lot, but people don't understand. They look at the CEO and they're like, Oh, he gets a lot of money. What's he doing? Okay. He runs the whole company. He's got to take time to think about, is the ship going in the right direction? But it's not just for CEO or the C-suite. You need to do it in your business, or I don't care if you're a one-man operation like me. You need to take time to just be quiet and think. Have something to write on and write with next to you, but your thoughts are not going to come to you when you're busy. I mean, most people's thoughts come when they're in the shower, if they're out walking or running without listening to an audiobook or music, that's when your thoughts come to you. That should be a big sign that says, I got to be quiet. Let my brain process the information I've already dealt with today. And maybe my brain will say, Hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? But if we're not quiet, we can't hear anything. 100% agree. So before we wrap up today, is there anything on your heart that you'd like to share with us today? It, it's, it's around this point, and this is one of my missions. This is one of the reasons why I think I've been put on this earth, is 
I see people, as you described, moving, constantly doing things. Uh, but I think people generally are not don't feel purpose. I don't I don't think people are really happy. They may have a lot of money or they may have a lot of this, but it, it's only one or two dimensions or one or two elements. And I I really believe everybody could be purposeful. I believe everybody can understand their gifting and their direction. Uh, but it's the world isn't isn't built that way. And especially now with with all this technology and social media. And so, yeah, we do have to slow down, but we do have to have a process and take time. And I would love to share that with people say you can. It's not hard to figure out your purpose. It really isn't. Again, I'm a Christian and God speaks to me in all kinds of ways. I'm not necessarily getting that booming voice from the sky, right? I haven't gotten that. (laughs) (laughs) But if you understand your gifting or, as you said, uh, slow down and be quiet, you're going to hear these things. And I think people need to have a process of which we have. uh, But it's all about, can I do this? you know, for the long game. It's not something I can do as a program or a project. This this has got to be for the rest of my life. Self-discovery, identifying North, taking action is a lifelong process. And if you can start doing that, your life is going to change. And it's going to change pretty quickly and it'll change radically over time. What you just said there was so profound we get in our own way so many times. And the reason why you have a coach like you and a coach like me is sometimes you can't see the forest for the tree. So you go talk to someone and they go, wow, like I got in the productivity because I was dealing with a coach and I was trying to come up with a topic to talk because I found that I had the gift of communication and I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what to talk about. And he just says, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I remember saying to him, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? He goes, I know a lot of people. You're by far one of the most productive people I know. You should share that gift with the world. I mean, I wasn't looking for productivity. Someone else outside my life saw it in me. And so if you're straining for your purpose, then reach out to someone like Lance and say, look, I don't know. Probably going to phone call with him. He probably identify it really quickly because he's not in the forest with you. He's outside and he can see things. And that's the, in my opinion, that's the value of investing in a coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Okay, well, they can go to Spotify, Amazon, but I'd say the best place is just go to the, uh, my website. Or they can send me an email directly if they want. What's your website? Website is lancetanakagroup.com. Okay. And my email is lancetanaka at lancetanakagroup.com. <laughs> pretty, pretty simple. Excellent. So, listener, don't, don't be a passive listener. If you are struggling with identifying your purpose, Lance just gave us 30 minutes on the show. He gave you his website. He gave you his email address. Reach out to him. Okay. Take that step. Most people won't take that step. Most people say, eh, it's a great episode and they'll go to the next one. You need to take 
action. So Lance, thank you so much for being on the show today, sir. My pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much. It was, it was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.